This is a 5G phone tower, and I'm going to explain why 5G data is so incredibly fast, and I'm going to explain what 5G actually means. I mean, that bit's easy. Uh, the 5 means fifth generation. That's what the capital G means, generation. So all these things, 4G, 3G, etc. It's just the generation we're up to. The capital G is meaningless. It's about as important as the capital G in the video ID on this video. What I care about is the fact that this tower behind me is putting out, well, photons. It's putting out radio waves, and that's just a standard kind of sine wave. But somehow we're able to encode data at incredible rates into just waves. Well, how is that done? Okay, spoiler, it's maths. It's always maths. Hey. It's actually trigonometry in this case. And, bonus spoiler, I'm currently writing my next book. And I think this is technically the official announcement of that. It's why I've got writing a book face. Uh, I'll have a link to pre-orders in the description. More details about that at the end of the video. Welcome back everyone who went to check the video ID to make sure it did have a capital G. Of course it does. So, we're now going to have a closer look at these waves, because if you've got a sine wave, there's three things you can vary. You can mess around with the frequency, you can mess around with the amplitude, that's kind of how big it is, and you can mess around with the phase, that's where it starts. And we're going to ignore frequency and amplitude, and we're going to focus in on messing with the phase, because we can use that to encode binary data. All right, give me a wave. There it is. Right, so this is our signal wave. That's what's being sent by the phone tower. And we're going to split it up into individual wavelengths. And we're going to send one bit of information per wavelength. And by bit, I mean a one or a zero. They're currently all set to one. But what we can do is decide if we're going to send a zero. So we switch that one to a zero. It flips the wave the other way up. And so what you do now is you take your message of ones and zeros, you have the ones and zeros across the top, and you flip the wave each way, depending on if it's a one or it's a zero. I say flip, it's a sine wave. What you're actually doing is moving it across half a wavelength. So we've actually got some bits of the wave are unchanged, those are the ones, and some are offset by a phase of half a wavelength, and those are the zeros. We call this key of information by shifting the phase, phase shift keying. In this case, binary phase shift keying because we're only sending ones or zeros. But what if we had different amounts of shift? What if we wanted to send up to four options? Quadrature phase shift keying. We're going to switch each of these now to be either 00011011. But now we need four different phase shifts. So what we're going to do is have them each a quarter of a wavelength apart. And this works. This is how phones way back in the day, when there were so few Gs, used to send data. But now we've got more Gs. We want to send more data. So we need to be able to have more different phase offsets. And you're right, we could just split each wavelength up into more and more different offsets. But what if we did bring back our friend the amplitude? But what if we bring in some more options? So yeah, I'm, just, I'm inside a giant GeoGebra file by the way, and now for each of our code words, that's what we call just each string of ones and zeros we want to send. For each code word, we can assign different amounts of phase change and amplitude change. And if we mess around with these, you can see the things we're sending change. And you're like, well, hang on, surely 
there's a really clever way to adjust the phase and amplitude for each code word to make them more efficient to send. And maybe if we pick just the right values, we can have more than four. We can go up to 16. Wouldn't that be amazing? But there would have to be some very clever values and probably that form of encoding would have a whole different name. Quam! Of course someone's worked out how to do more. It's Quam, Quadrature Amplitude Modulation. And you can do this with different numbers of code words. Here's the case for 16 code words. This is called 16 Quam. So we've got four bit code words now, and these are the various amplitudes and phases you need to send those. And people very carefully worked out exactly what combinations of amplitude and phase work the most efficiently. But if you look at it, it looks like a mess. And this is where we need a better way to kind of think about and visualize these phases and amplitudes. Here I am with a GeoGebra file. I've got a single wavelength. That's what we were using to encode each code word. And we were shifting at different amounts for each code word. And as you can see, it's a sine wave. So it goes from zero to 360 degrees. That's when it starts repeating. So in fact, we can measure the amount of shift, the change in phase, as an angle. And you know what else you can measure with angles? Angles. So on the side over here, I've got A that I can move around. As I change the angle A is making to the positive x-axis, it changes the phase. So whatever angle goes up to A is how far we've moved the sine wave. And so before we were encoding uh, one, we were doing a one bit there, and then at 180 degrees over here, we were doing the other bit. In fact, I can turn uh, that on so we can see it. So there's, we encode a one there, we encode a zero there. But you can also see that now amplitude is built in. If I move this closer to the origin, the wave gets smaller, further away, it gets bigger. We can encode more data points, which is why when we were doing four code words, we had them like weirdly spaced out with 45 degrees, well actually 90 degrees between each pair, because what we had here is uh, code with zero zeros up there, and then zero ones down there, and then one zero and one one. Now these are technically all on a circle. They've all got exactly the same magnitude. And what we started to discuss was, could we have other points where we're changing the, both the phases and angle and the magnitudes, the distance from the origin to encode different words? And you can. The 16 I showed you before here is 16 quam. And look at them. They, they form a grid. How incredibly cool is that? So if you want to send 1110, that's the phase and amplitude you send. There's zero, one, 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 and so on. So you can pick all of these out. Because they're spaced out, if there's any you know, wavering in the signal when it's received by a device, like if it receives one over here, it just goes to the closest one. It's like, that's the code word. And so by plotting these on a phase amplitude diagram, it makes the arrangement so obvious. Suddenly we can see all the logic behind why we have those phases and amplitudes. And we call this a constellation plot. Check it out, 64 quam. Isn't that amazing? It actually goes all the way up to 256 quam, which I'm not gonna draw here. You know what it looks like. It's a lot of dots on a grid. And this is why 5G is so fast. It's using quam. It can still use the old phase shift keying. It's backwards compatible in that regard, although it does it in quite a clever way different video, but Quam is the secret to being able to send so much data so fast just using sine waves. Although, I may have mildly distracted us 
with the constellation diagrams. I mean, I love them because it's one of those fantastic examples in mathematics where just having the right way to visualize or to kind of think about something suddenly makes it make sense. And the constellation diagrams are so incredibly useful. But we started by looking at adjusting phase. And I had said we we're going to ignore amplitude. And we gradually brought amplitude back in again. However, it turns out phase, almost a distraction. It's actually all about the amplitude. It's all about orthogonal amplitudes. Here I have two sine waves which are 90 degrees out of phase. And that's why we call them orthogonal waves. If you just look at the waves, you're like, how is that orthogonal? Well, what do we call things that are 90 degrees apart? They're perpendicular, which is why this level of phase difference is called orthogonal waves. And you can see on the phase diagram over here why that's the case, because A, the phase is zero, and then B is up here. And of course, we can move them around as always, but if we plant them on zero and 90, and we only change the amplitude, we can actually get every conceivable other combination of phase and amplitude by adding those two together. So if I turn on the sum of those two waves in green, and now all I do is adjust the amplitude of A and B. So if I bring amplitude of A down and up, if I just mess with these, I can actually get that green wave to become any wave I want. And we have to use negative amplitude is like phase the other way around, totally counts. So by using positive and combinations, of these two waves, which are orthogonal to each other, 90 degrees apart, we can generate any other wave. And this is how QAM is actually encoded. You're actually just using the X and Y coordinates of each of the points. You put one of those into each of these waves, which is a sine wave and a cos wave. You add them together, and that's what gets transmitted from the tower. And now for the final bit of plot. It's this plot. So this is our 16 quam arrangement of the code words. When I first saw this, I was like, why are they arranged like that? So I looked into it, and they're using something called a gray code. And a gray code is a way you can go from any code word to any other code word, and you only ever change one bit at a time. And they're arranged such that all of those gray code transformations never go through the origin. Because if you're sending one signal, you've got to move continuously to another one, and if it goes through the origin, that's zero amplitude. That's no signal. You don't want no signal. You don't want a sudden loss of signal just because you're switching code words. And so by using this arrangement, or other equivalent ones, and only using gray code transformations one bit at a time, you can change the code word you're sending without going through the origin. Another very clever bit of geometry, which reminds me, oh, I think I'm writing, I am, I'm writing a book all about geometry, trigonometry, data, Fourier. It's incredible. You should absolutely check it out. And thank you so much for watching this video. Uh, you can also watch that video. Uh, that's what Google thinks you should watch. That's not on me. Whatever that is, that's up to you. Uh, up there, you can subscribe. I don't know. Uh, we'll put a link in the description. Down there somewhere, you can pre-order the book. Uh, hugely appreciated. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I guess we got a bit more.